And good day to you podcast listeners. We're so glad you're joining us at Easter Lutheran Church. My name is Pastor Brandon. I'm joined today by... And Pastor Megan. And Pastor Steve. Oh my goodness, have we... We've got a special podcast planned for you because today we're actually, we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit because we also find ourselves, you know, trying to follow the liturgical season, church season. And that means um, this is the podcast getting us ready for Transfiguration Sunday. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Pastor Megan, but I believe Transfiguration is a species of whale most commonly found off the South African coast during winter months in the Northern Hemisphere, correct? Uh, I'm a, I'm going to go with no on that one. Uh, so close, Pastor Brandon. <laughs> so close. Uh, but f- your, your confusion is fair because uh, Transfiguration Sunday is weird. And, and so I don't, I don't mind like this moment to say that this pause in the liturgical calendar, this bridge between the season of Epiphany and the season of Lent is honestly, as far as I'm concerned, like a little weird um not the least of which because in the book of john which we are currently in the Mm -hmm. transfiguration doesn't even actually technically occur in john's gospel i know i know it's the worst i'm the worst everything is terrible um (laughs) so in matthew mark and luke there is this moment uh that we call the transfiguration and it's when jesus generally speaking the scene is jesus is on a mountaintop with uh, some of his disciples, and all of a sudden Jesus starts glowing, and uh, maybe uh, God even says something about Jesus being really awesome, Torgerson mm-hmm. paraphrase, um, and then the disciples go, whoa, what just happened? And then Jesus comes down from the mountaintop and slowly begins his, his journey to Jerusalem. Um, John does not have any of those details in any way because John's got a whole different vibe and a completely different schedule and geography and set of priorities. So that is all to say, because we are staying in the Gospel of John, in order to get this sense of the transfiguration and and this moment where the disciples realize that Jesus really is something other, right, Mm. is is really not just another cool dude and great rabbi, like there's something different about this guy for real, to get that sense, we are skipping forward a bit in the Gospel of John into uh, a series of chapters known as Jesus' Farewell Discourses, or the Farewell Discourse, um, and a a chunk of that passage that speaks, I think, to that same sensibility for Transfiguration Sunday. Uh, Pastor Steve, you were just talking a little bit ago about kind of the context for this section of John, keeping in mind that we've gone forward like 10 chapters. Yeah, we jump all the way to what we like to call the Last Supper. Yeah. Which also, spoiler alert, John doesn't record the Last Supper. Right. So sorry, folks, again, on Maundy Thursday, uh, when we would normally read the story of the Last Supper, uh, we, we, we don't technically get it in the same way. Well, but your kids' first communion will still count. Yeah. But what's interesting, though, <laughs> is that a part of the Last Supper, so uh, John, uh, chapter 17 is the, the bookend on the end of this section and the front bookend is chapter 13, which is the story of Jesus having dinner with his disciples, but right before the dinner, he washes their feet. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get the foot washing at Monday, Thursday. So that's how John comes into Monday, Thursday. Um, but this upper room discourse or this farewell discourse um, 
in, in the way I like to think of John, like each gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, has its particular section that is like the best of, or what I like to call the mm-hmm. quintessential Jesus teachings. And in John, in my opinion, it is uh, chapters 13 through 17, where John, where Jesus is telling his disciples uh, what's up with the Holy Spirit and what it means to be the church and what it means to be a persecuted disciple and that it's going to be okay. And then that sets us up. So, so when you'll hear in verse 1, after Jesus had spoken these words, it's chapters 13, 14, 15, and 16 are these words. And it's great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he turns his attention toward God that he calls Daddy and and talks to his Daddy. And that's the words we're going to hear. Well, that's really great. And another thing to note is this is our last uh, worship in our current series, I Am. Mm. Um, so Ash Wednesday is March 2nd, so that kicks us off into Lent where our worship theme is Better Together. Um, during this I Am worship series, this gives us a chance um, to see Jesus. Re- I mean, looking back, we you know Jesus is revealed as the Son, Son of the Father. Jesus re- is revealed as holy. Jesus is revealed as healing. Jesus, you know, you name it, Jesus has been revealed to us, and so He brings glory to the Father by uh, by showing us all mm. these things. So I think um, He's going to show us one more thing in today's reading that is pretty cool so whether he's um you know a whale or transfigured Mm. i think the the important thing to ask is so what is jesus revealing to us who is jesus saying that he is yeah in this story so um it's very exciting and so with all that in mind i think we're ready for the reading from john 17 1 through 12. So uh, my uh, Bible, just as a side note, has all of these words in red because Jesus says like all of this. So if you're if you're a red letter Bible folk, whew, get ready for lots of red letters. So this is chapter 17, starting with verse one. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. Well, I mean, I have to stop you there. Do you? Because that's a lot. Well, yes. Um, Let's unpack just a little (laughs) bit here. Um, Because we're going, you know, after Jesus had spoken these words, that's all the words in the previous four chapters, which we're not going to go over right now. Not at this moment. Um, But so we have this beautiful scene of Jesus is there with the disciples and all of a sudden he turns his attention to the father. So it's all, it's, it's kind of like he's praying and they get to eavesdrop on his prayer. So first things first, I think, how cool is that to, to witness Jesus praying for you um, and talking to God? the Father, about you. Um, so this, and this is, this is a different prayer because I don't, I think John's, we've been talking about how John's gospel is missing all these pieces from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. There isn't uh, the Lord's prayer, 
right? So that there isn't, oh, you know, Jesus teaches how to pray. And he says, well, when you pray, you should pray like this. Instead, you know, in the context of they're seated at this table after this meal together, he just starts talking to the Father. Uh, and I think how cool and how, like how casual, um, but also how intimate that relationship is that he has with his disciples and with the Father. And then I have a lot of questions, Pastor Steve. About, I'm glad. I'm uh, glad you're going to ask them of Pastor Steve. Because well, <laughs> he says, Jesus says in red, verse three, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. What? Yeah, so many questions. <laughs> um, what is your question? Well, because so often we think about, you know, I think going back to is it John 14 where Jesus says, you know, as part of the farewells, uh, I'm going ahead of you to um, my father's house where there are many mansions mm. to prepare a place for you so that where I am, there you will be also. So oftentimes when we think about eternity or even, dare I say, heaven, you think about like a mansion in the sky mm-hmm. or um, streets lined with gold, obviously a gate, you know, to keep out the riffraff or something like that. Well, it's not, it's um, not, okay. it's not cool to be in unless you can keep someone out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, you got to answer the wordle puzzle of the day to get mm-hmm. in. Um, so, so we have this image of what like heaven looks like mm. because Jesus, you know, says about this mansion, but here he What's what's his idea of eternal life that he's yeah. telling us? Uh, yeah, so that's so good. And I'm going to answer it. First, I want to answer a question you didn't ask because <gasps> I think it's really important to set up my response to this. Yeah. Because there's a key word in here that I mm. think if you don't translate it well, it's going to distract you, and it's the word glory. Yeah. So when a lot of times in our culture, when we think of glory, we think, oh, you know, beams of light radiating out. Mm-hmm. But the word gloria, glory in the Greek is doxa, which means reputation mm-hmm. or a high opinion of something. And so when you're trying to seek doxa, you're trying to be well known and have everyone think highly of you. So to glorify someone is to speak well of them and to lift them up so that everyone around you will speak well of them too. And that is the glory of God. And that is how God glorifies the Son and we glorify God is by speaking well of God, which then links me to the answer to your question is of eternal life, is that the key word in the Gospel of John, and I mean that the good news that John presents is the word relationship. Mm -hmm. Because heaven is not a place you go when you die. Mm. Heaven is the quality of relationship you have with God, with others, with yourself, and with the world. That is heaven. And hell is when you make the choices in life that's, that lead toward violence and hatred and disruption. And anytime John talks about heaven or hell, um, he doesn't use that language a lot, but that's what it's about. So eternal life, he says it in John 10, 10, I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. And the, the Greek of uh, eternal, ionion zoe, right? Life eternal mm-hmm. can be translated the life of the ages, ah. right? So it's not like, oh, you're going to live forever singing in heaven if you make the right choices or c- believe the correct doctrine. It's if you are open to the relationship with God that you were invited to through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, 
you're going to live the kind of life we were intended to, to have, which is living in peace and love and for all people and all things, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that is eternal life, mm. that they may know you mm. and walk with you, right? Yeah, sign me up. I mean, I think, you know, this mansion image, what if, you know, John 14 isn't so much about the mansion so much as it is um, that Jesus desires to be in relationship with us so much that that relationship doesn't have to end when we die. And there's room for everybody. There are many rooms. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Megan, any closing comments on those first six (laughs) verses? (laughs) Uh, n- no, except for did I did I did I end on verse five? You ended. Yeah. Uh, yes, you did. I'm Ooh. sorry. Would Ooh. Would you uh, pick us up from verse six through twelve, and then it and would then be just tell us what we should know about all those? Oh yeah, no problem. I'm sure there's just one answer to that question. Uh, starting up with verse six, Jesus continues, "I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you." For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am not asking on their behalf. Oh, I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. That well, thank goodness, it's just so clear what he's saying. Right, and as I'm reading it, and as you're wa- listening to me, try very careful to get all the clauses correct. I had this like little Dr. Seuss flashback because there's some of that kind of <laughs> I and me and you and them and we mm. together. It, it's uh, um, it's not easy, and it's one of the reasons why I think uh, John is a hard gospel to read. Sometimes is it's a, it's a bit heady. Yeah, yeah it it is in. No, are there things from these, you know, next 12 verses that really grab your attention that you want to make sure we don't lose? Um, let's say because the sermon is more focused on the first five verses. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Spoiler alert, folks. <laughs> I, what, I, what I like best about these verses is that they continue to point to exactly what Pastor Steve was saying to mm. us about what, what glory really is, mm. this, this relationship, this pointing to. Jesus is continuing to make the point that, so, okay, God, just as you and I are one, just as you and I are together, I am now asking that you consider these ones together with you as well. That relationship is extending. That connection is is, is mm. getting larger. Um, and, and so that, that glory, right, is, is being transferred in its own way. That, that Jesus is saying, you have known God because you have known me, but I ain't going to stick around for forever. And so you all folks are going to have to trust that God's, God's promise that was made known in me, that promise now extends with you as well, that you are also one with the Father, just as you have been one with me and I have been one with the Father, um, which should be incredible comfort to mm. know that we 
that this this mediator that we have in Jesus, that the that the mediator isn't even really a mediator anymore. Like like we are one and the same, just as He is one and the same with God. We we've this incredible promise of of relationship and union. And Pastor Brandon, I loved the way you said it that. It's so important and so valuable and so good that it doesn't even have to end when we die. That that mm. relationship can continue. Um, it's I mean it's it's just a, it's just the, the extension of that promise. Um, except you know in verse twelve you know that I guarded them and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost because in John's gospel uh, Judas is is pretty much condemned from the start because he's he is the one yeah. that betrays Jesus and John's gospel knows that and really really leans into that. So, um, yeah. So, um, Pastor Steve, uh, I think Pastor Pastor Megan said a lot, and, and we continue to kind of go back to this word glory. I want to mm. hear your closing thoughts before I give some closing thoughts. The closing um, thoughts to the closing thoughts before we close? Yes, yeah. Mm. And, and I think this is a great invitation, too. I mean, Jesus essentially says, well, I have shown you to the world. So it's almost like a hearken back to, well, look back at all the I am statements in John's gospel. That's who uh, Jesus is. And that's what we learn and is revealed to us about God. And then um, since Jesus, this is the farewell part, you know, I'm going away. um, But so that witness doesn't end. It's left here with you, the disciples. Um, You get to carry on that witness and show the world um, what what God is like. Uh, Pastor Steve. Anything to add? Just that whole remain in me and I will remain in you. It's mm. it's a it's not a one way relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that we have been created to co create and to bring glory to God and to what this life is supposed to be. And the more we remain in Christ, the more our uh, the tr- tree of our life grows and the fruit of the spirit is more available to others. And it's just this beautiful cycle of life and growth and power. And, and we're called to carry that on as the spirit is, and we are the body of Christ in the world. Mm. That's beautiful. I, um, I, I have to do some more unpacking of the, the phrases of Jesus talking about, protection, mm. right? Uh, while I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me, guarded them so not one was lost. And I think about that word protection. And, um, you know, lately too, I think the Easter community, some have been thinking about eternal life because we, we lost our beloved Pastor Paul uh, yeah. Harris. Um, and so, you know, you can't say his name without thinking about Tanzania. And um, in the rural areas of Tanzania, there are shepherds. And you have your, typically it's goats, you know, sheep. I didn't see too many sheep. But uh, goats out in the kind of the wilderness areas eating and then in order to create a safe enclosure for those animals to stay overnight, uh, they just chop thorn brushes, thorn bushes, and kind of intertwine them together and make a pen Hmm. uh, with a little doorway that then once all the animals are inside, then you put more thorn bushes in front of it. And I just, you know, I, I see this beautiful vision of there's the shepherd um, kind of looking over all these little animals as they enter this fold um, where they're going to be safe for the night and then and then they're going to go back out the next day. So we have these places of, of peace and protection and then we also remember, hey, that one day um, we, we get to go in and be with the shepherd forever. 
um, whatever that looks like. Um, so a uh, very cool image that I have in my mm-hmm. mind from my time in Tanzania. Um, and to think about, whew, that's a lot of goats uh, to keep safe. And so so we <laughs> we get to join God in that work too. Like Pastor Stevie was saying, we're uh, created uh, we're co-creators. We get to we get to be God's presence in this world uh, because of the gift that we have of community in Jesus Christ. Mm. So, um, Easter people, I hope um, I hope you're ready to learn more about transfiguration um, because I guess I was wrong that it has more to do with Jesus being revealed and glorified. And made known among us. Maybe, maybe Pastor Brandon, this is just just a side note that you know, maybe a little little more research ahead of the podcast is going to help us out in the future. Yeah, yeah. I will remember that. Yeah, and just but only the part about the whale, not the part about doing more research. Right? Yes, That's, yes. yes. That's so <laughs> uh, we'll see you in worship, and we'll hope my sermon is better now that I'm more, better informed. So thanks for tuning in, Easter people. Uh, here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Ooh.